So this morning, as a mum, because I'm a practical person, and I think most mums are, I thought I would give you, bring you a practical message. Now, it won't be on cooking, because you know that I can't do that. Uh, I have many, many gifts that, well, I just don't have those gifts. Uh, but there are other things that I do have. And so I want to tell you about um, something very practical that I believe will bless your life this morning. Did you know that there are 30 chapters in the book of Proverbs? Many, many years ago when um, I think we were in Bible college, I just it was a long, long time ago, but I remember hearing somebody say that there are 30 chapters in the book of Proverbs so that you can read one a day each day of the month and 12 times of the year because the wisdom in Proverbs is so practical that if you read that and if you take it into your heart and if your life is led according to that, then it will give you wisdom for your decisions. And when you read Proverbs, it is amazing, the information. It was written so long ago and yet it's so relevant. So like I was reading, don't go and visit your neighbour too often because they'll eventually shut all the windows and the doors and they will act like they are not home. Like right now, this year, 2017, do you reckon that still makes sense? Whoa, yeah. And, do you know, there's another one about... Um, don't get involved in another person's fight. It said it's like um, being involved you know, fighting over a dog and the dog will eventually bite you who had nothing to do with it. What do you reckon? I reckon that's valid for today as well. And there are verses about finance and about relationships, about marriage, about your tongue. I don't know. Maybe you'd like to try reading a proverb a day over the coming month or so. And you might find that it just adds some tools to your um, toolbox of Christian living as well. I did happen to stumble across um, a first grade teacher who asked her class to finish the proverb. And so she put out to her first grade class, now I'm thinking they might be six, might be seven at the most, says, if you lie down with dogs, you'll, and they come back with, you'll stink in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Don't bite the hand that looks dirty. <laughs> I reckon that's, where there's smoke, there's pollution. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, get new batteries. You know, kids need an endless supply of batteries. Yes, so they're the proverbs that kids go by. But I want to read to you Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22 from the New Living Version. And it says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. So right through the book of Proverbs is the fact that we must, if we want to be wise, 
We must hang on to the words that are written in the Bible. If, if we really want to make a success, to be fruitful, to have healthy relationships, healthy lives, then what we need to do is listen to the words and drink them in and not only hear the words but actually be doers of the word. That's what it tells us in James. Don't just read, don't just get full of information but step out and do. The book of Proverbs tells us to desire wisdom Pursue insight, gain knowledge and seek understanding. We can gain knowledge by reading the word of God. But knowledge is just theory unless it's actually acted out. You can have on your wall at home a whole lot of degrees and diplomas and a great show of your intellectual ability. Truly, you, could, you are amazing. But if you don't actually activate the knowledge that you have, then all it is is something that you can talk about, something that you can debate about, and you could probably do it really well because you are so intelligent, but unless you actually live it out. So a, a doctor, a, a, a student that goes and does a medical degree... If they don't follow that through and become a doctor and work within that field, then, you know, like if, if they ever stumble and fall and get a bruise or cut themselves, they're going to be amazing to themselves. But if they don't actually step out and um, use the information that they have, well, then that's all it is. It's just information. And likewise for Christians, we can... Fill ourselves up reading the word of God. We can fill ourselves up on a Sunday as we listen to the message. We can, we can become so full with information that we can become so useless in the practicalities of living the Christian life simply because we don't let it drop from our head to our heart to our actions. I told you this was going to be practical. Yeah. So what are we going to do about that? An old New Guinean proverb, I really like this, was knowledge is only rumour until it becomes muscle and it moves. Yeah, that's, yeah, pretty good. So over the last couple of weeks, there's been a gentle message about trouble, hasn't there? Times of trouble are either in your life now You've just come through it, or sorry to say, they're coming. Trouble hits every one of our lives. In fact, the scripture that we read, or that I read last week, was John 16, verse 33, and it's from the Amplified Bible, and it says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, here's the promise Here's the promise that we don't want to read, that we don't want to have in our heart or in our uh, just know is going to take place. But it says, in the world, you will have tribulation and trials, distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Undaunted. For I have overcome the world. 
I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. So I want to break that down and give you some tools for when trouble strikes your life in whatever form that it might be, what to do in those first few minutes. Okay? There's another scripture in Ecclesiastes. It's in chapter 9, verse 12. And it says, People can never predict when hard times might come. Like fish in a net or birds in a trap, people are caught by sudden tragedy. Trouble comes in all shapes and sizes. And we don't know when it's going to hit. This week, my mother-in-law, on Monday morning, uh, you know, just before daybreak, was walking down the hall to a certain place down the end of the hall and she fell over and she fractured her hip. So on Tuesday, she needed surgery. She's still in hospital and uh, next week she's going to be transferred to have some rehabilitation. But do you think Pam planned for that? That was not in her diary that that would be taking place last week. In fact, she had other plans, other things that she would was going to do. Trouble strikes sometimes when you least expect it. Trouble happens in all sorts of different ways. I had a friend that I was meeting up with for coffee a couple of months ago. And when she arrived, now my friend is beautiful. She's beautiful. And when she looked at me and she smiled, she had no front tooth. She'd snapped it and she'd been to the dentist and had to be pulled out. And I thought, my goodness, girl, that is trouble. <laughs> Not only is it expensive trouble, but oh, would you like to lose one of your front teeth? No. You know, we look at people and we sort of just on the outward appearance and we think, well, what would you know about trouble? Where have you been? What, your life has just been incredibly blessed. Like, from the outside, I think most of us hold trouble really well inside. It's like, you know, like we sort of suck it up and come out and we look all right. And uh, we just look as though everything's fine and that God's answering all of our prayers. And we just go along floating off in our car that has the number plate blessed on it. But do you know what? It's not like that at all. It's not. You know, sometimes trouble that comes to our life is due to our own creation. We've made poor choices and so trouble has just followed. And for that, do you know, I am so glad that God is still with us, even when we make our own trouble. That he, he doesn't say, well, oh, hang on a minute, you got yourself in that mess, so, you know, um, you made your bed, so you lie in it. I think that's another proverb, but I, I don't know if that one's in the book of Proverbs. It might be, have other words around it. But God doesn't, God doesn't separate himself from us because of that. And then there are other troubles that come into our lives that just land on you. You didn't do anything to provoke it. Sometimes it's someone else's behaviour and somehow it gets projected onto you and it affects your life. Trouble comes in many ways. My sister-in-law picked up her brand new car at the end of last year. She was so excited about a car 
She went to pick it up, got in it. It was everything that she'd hoped for. And uh, I don't know about you, but a new car's a big deal, wouldn't you say? And so it was a day of celebration. So she's driving home and, you know, just thinking, wow, this is wonderful. And, you know, before she even got home, she stopped at the traffic lights and someone slammed into the back of her. Brand new car. In fact, she hadn't even had it for an hour. Trouble. So when there's a betrayal, as I said, trouble's wide. A marriage breakdown. When you've been robbed, accused wrongly, it's been an injustice, maybe there's slander or a health issue or finance. Or if you know at your workplace, you know, there are 35 of you, but the boss has just told you there's only 12 jobs and there's a whole lot of you that need to go. Trouble. And so I've faced a bit of trouble in my life. I've faced a bit of trouble that I have brought on myself simply because I have... Um, I've reacted and so... As a consequence, something that I may not have started, I made a bigger mess of because I opened my mouth. And then there have been other troubles in my life that have come that have simply been because I'm living and breathing and it's just landed on me. And I think for every one of us here in this room that you would have had exactly the same experience. And so what do you do when trouble comes your way? I want to make it really easy. I've just got five points and it's going to be really simple for you to be able to remember. So when something happens in your life, the word that I have made a, uh, what's that? Uh, it, it, someone will be able to call it out to me in a minute. It's just escaped me. But it's the word brave. And I'm going to go through those letters so that you remember what to do. So brave, the first letter is B. And when something happens, you need to stop and you need to breathe. Before you open your mouth, breathe. Be in the moment. Something happens to your body when you just take deep breaths. Before you scream, before you say what you want to say, breathe. That is a simple tool. If, if that's all you do, it just slows everything down. R is remember. When something happens that is unexpected in your life, when something hits you, remember. Remember what God has done in your life previously. Remember his power, his unfailing love, his kindness, his perfect timing. Remember that he came through for you. I'm sure now that you know when you were a just a brand new Christian or you've been associating with new Christians, and I certainly hope that you have, that when they pray, their, answer, their prayers are answered. And you sort of think, oh, my goodness, I remember those days when it's like everything I just prayed, God showed up and did. 
Well, I reckon God had a plan with that because he wanted to place within each and every one of us the fact that he is a God that can be trusted and that when you pray and his answers come through, that it's something that you remember. And it's like, okay, so something else has taken place, but I remember that God came through for me. I remember that his comfort was there for me. I remember that his strength was there. I remember that something amazing happened that maybe shouldn't have happened, but everything just fell into place. I remember, and I am certain that that is why God answers brand new Christians' prayers, all of them. Remember David, when he was facing Goliath, he remembered that the bear and the lion, he remembered that he had had victories in those situations. He remembered and it's like, yes, God was with me back then and he will be with me now. I remember. I remember the support God sent. You know, when you thought that those people just randomly, like it was so amazing that right at the right time, those people just dropped by with whatever it was. Do you know, that was inspired by God because of the situation that you were in. Remember when support has come your way. Remember when there was that perfect timing, when everything sort of just came down to the wire and you didn't think that you were going to make it, but something suddenly just changed and it was like the perfect timing of God just hit your life. Remember. Now, if you've got a bad memory, I just want to say right now, you need to get yourself a journal and you need to start writing down the answers to your prayers. I've got a journal and I have a flick back over them and I read the things that God has done. Some of them have been amazing. Some have been absolute miracles and other things have been so tiny, but I saw God's fingerprints all over it. And, you know, some days I just need to be remembered that God, it reminded that God's fingerprints were there, that I wasn't on my own, that I felt like I was, but there was God's fingerprints Write it down because as you write it down, it's a memory for you then to lay hold of when trouble strikes. Trouble is coming to your life. I am so sorry to bring that news to you, but it's a a promise in the Bible. There will be trials and tribulations. There will be frustrations and distress in your life. But do not fear. God is with you. Now, the prayers you are praying may not be answered the way that you think that they should be answered or the way that you'd even hoped, but God has a big picture of your life and he knows exactly what you need, when you need it, and he will bring good out of the situation. And that's what you need to remember, that you thought everything was so bad, but suddenly good, good came out of it. And you sort of think, yes, but I was travelling towards, you know, something really dark. But God used that situation to bring all of this other stuff about in my life or in, in the life of those people that were around about. Things were looking really difficult, but God came through. And, and my friend became a Christian because they saw and thought it was amazing and said, only God could do that. Remember. Remember, I think we have short memories 
for the things that God has done in our life. And yet it's a very strong stepping stone to where we need to stand when the wind and the waves and the difficult times come in our life. We need to remember. Remember. We need to remember that it was difficult what we were going through, but it wasn't impossible. We got through. So B is for breathe. R is for remember. A is for adjust my thoughts. The Bible tells us that our words come from our thought life. And we need to adjust our thoughts before we open our mouth. We need to align our thoughts with the truth of what God says. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the spring of life. Your thoughts don't have to be true to hurt you. You just have to believe them. And the lies that you are believing can set you on a course in your life that is going to take you nowhere good because you are believing a lie. You can believe that nothing good is going to happen to you, that your marriage is going to break down, that financially you're not going to be able to make ends meet, that... You can believe so many things about yourself that are so negative. But that's not true. Your thoughts can ruin your life. That's why we need to bring everything back to that place of truth. We need to get that compass out and we need to set it back on north Instead of out on west going off into the bush somewhere, we need to get it back on north and we need to look up and we need to remember what God has done and adjust our thoughts accordingly so that we start thinking according to what the word of God says. Now, I know that that's really difficult. I know that, uh, do you just have these random thoughts that just come and just, I don't know, they just fly into your head and just sort of sit there. Well, do you know, just because a random thought blows into your mind, you do not have to think it. Do you know what? God gave us the power to be able to take that thought captive and actually say, you know what? You are not truth and I'm going to push you to the side and I'm not going to allow my mind to dwell on that. God has given us the power to be able to do that. In 2 Corinthians 10... It says in verse 4 and 5, and once again from the Amplified Version, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch we refute arguments and theories and reasonings, theories, reasonings um, and arguments, they are all these rogue thoughts that want to come and sit in your mind in a time of trouble. They want to stay there. So, And it gets you wobbly. If you allow those theories, arguments and reasonings to stay there when they are not truth, you are going to wobble and wobble and wobble and probably fall down. But it says here, 
that every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, these are all these theories, we need to lead every thought and purpose captive. So we need to grab hold of it and make it captive and choose not to let our minds go there, to choose to set our our compass, our life compass to north and to look up. And so depending on your trouble, your emotions can run wild. Okay, so our, our thoughts and our minds are, are whirling, whirling around about inside of us. But we need to remember that God gave us emotions, okay? So it's not like we need to be stiff and starchy and, you know, not be sad when obviously a very sad event has taken place or not be distressed if something has taken place that, you know, shouldn't have taken place. But if you stay in that place of of being controlled by your emotions, then it will take you to a place where you will spiral down and you'll go down and down and down. At the hospital, I've realised that as I listen in team meetings, that when people have had operations or when some sort of trauma has come to their body, that they get people up and moving as soon as possible afterwards. As I said, Pam, who's got a fractured hip, well, next week, well, actually, even where she is currently, she's been up and walking. They have got her moving and she'll be going to rehab next week. There's another young girl that um, many of you will know, Lauren Parker, who is just this amazing, beautiful young woman um, that was coming to the church for some time who had a goal to go to the Olympics in the triathlon. Um, she, she, you know, she's so fit, but she's always had just these little bumps along the way where she's had injuries that have knocked her back and she's got amazing motivation and so she's just kept, you know, getting up and going again. Well, it was less than a month ago. She was out training for the Iron Woman event, which was in Port Macquarie last week. And as she was training, both of her tyres blew out, knocked her into the barricade, and she was injured badly. In fact, she had a broken shoulder, a punctured lung, and she has no feeling from the waist down. She's in the Royal North Shore Hospital. She's a young woman. She wouldn't even be 30 She's amazing. But do you know, it was just days after, as soon as she could, they had her muscles moving. They had her body, as much as it could tolerate, moving. So that you've heard it. If you don't use it, you lose it. And so bringing it back to where I was saying that, you know, like emotionally... We can be in just an incredibly bad place emotionally, but if you don't actually get up from that place and move towards God, then you are going to lose what you had. It's spiritual rehab. 
to not go to bed and just not get back up or to sit down and close the blinds and lock everybody else out of your world. I know that trouble can be bad. I know that it can send you to a bad place. In fact, four years ago, life was really difficult for me as well. In fact, I've had, you know, long, difficult periods. So this is just one of these times I'm talking about. But this was such a difficult place for me that a psychologist told me that I was on the path for a mental and emotional breakdown. That's a bad place to be, you know. And, you know, what I needed to do was, let's remember, you've got to get your sleep. You've got to have a healthy diet. You've got to do your exercise. You've got to have healthy people around about you. But in that bad place, like Joshua said back in the Old Testament, choose today whether you choose life or you choose death, whether you choose truth or whether you are going to live according to your emotions. You choose. You make a choice. And so in adjusting your thoughts, you have to make a choice as to, I'm not saying that you don't go to that place of emotion. That's all healthy to be able to do that. But to stay there is where it's going to be damaging to your soul and it's going to be damaging to your spirit. So, V, breathe, remember, adjust your thoughts. V is I need to vocalise my faith. I need to speak to my soul. Psalm 141 says, Oh Lord, I'm calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Listen to this next verse. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. God, that that is a prayer like every one of my days. Don't let me drift towards evil or take parts in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. What this is saying is put a door. One of the translations says put a door on my lips. Lock my tongue that I won't speak out of the shock that I have just received from this trouble hitting my life. Help me not to speak rashly out of my anxious heart, not to retaliate or to be aggressive or reactionary or just simply to blow up. You ever done that? I've done that and it's not pretty. I would not recommend that. I'm not even going to talk about it, but I just want you to know that you are not alone in doing that. Yeah, God, help us to watch the words that come out of our lips. Help me not to, to over-talk this situation. Help me not to give my opinion about the people that have been involved in this trouble. Help me, God, to be able to hold myself together so that everything that flows out of my mouth isn't emotionally charged. God, help me. Help me that I don't become somebody that is giving this trouble 
the, the motor to just run off in all sorts of different directions and not only impact my life but impact a whole lot of other people's lives because of the words that I speak. God, give me perspective so that I can see this in, uh, through your eyes. So I need to vocalise my faith. Soul, you will listen to the facts, but you will not lead your life according to the facts. You will lead your life according to the truth. Is the word of God central to who you are? Is it central to who you are? Because if it's central, then that means that you will want to have the truth in your life, that you won't be... Um, mesmerised by the facts of what's taken place, but you will set your compass north, that you will set your heart towards God and that you will see him in the midst of all that's happening. David spoke to his soul, don't be downcast on my soul. Put your faith, put your trust in God. And this is where I, through my vocalisation, I remember, I tell God how good he is. I thank him for all that he has done in my life up until this place and that I am looking for him. I'm telling him that I, you are with me. You have never left me. You have not deserted me in this situation. You are going to be here. You're going to be a light to my path. And you were going to show me what the next step is. And God, I am looking for you. You are going to be speaking to me. I am listening for your voice. That I am looking for the supports that you are going to bring to my life. I, my eyes are wide open and I'm looking for you because I know that you will be there. So listen, you breathe, you remember, you adjust your thoughts you vocalise your faith, you speak it out because as you speak it out, you're actually telling your whole body that you will come into alignment with the word of God, that you will come into alignment with the truth. And E is you will embrace the path because even though we do all of these things, you know, I'm yet to sort of see something that is so miraculous that it changes instantly when trouble has hit my life. Now, that's just me. Maybe you have a different story and I hope you do. But it's embracing the path knowing that God is with me, that good will come out of this and that I will be stronger because of it. He is not going to let me go. The Holy Spirit will empower me to do what I need to do, listen, he will do all of that for you. If you pull and you fight and you struggle against the path that you have found yourself on and if you start blaming and if you start crying out to God, why me, God? Why? Why is this happening to me? Listen, every one of us in this room is going to face trouble. There's no why you. Stop making it all about you. It's about everybody. We all have trouble. We live in a broken world and people will hurt us. We will be disappointed by the things that happen. It, it's just life. So you haven't been targeted from all eternity to make your life miserable. We have an enemy that is the devil and because 
You have God in your life. You have become his target and he is out to bring trouble into your life. But, you know, the people outdoors have trouble. Just ask. We have God that enables us to stand strong, that empowers us if we will just walk with him and embrace the path. In Proverbs 15.3, it says, The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eyes on both the evil and the good. Whatever has happened to you, God will sort it out. Don't open your mouth and try and sort it out yourself. Don't get and have a big argument with somebody over something that you need to leave with the Lord. Now, there's a whole lot of other things that I could say because that has made it just very simple. And I don't mean for it to be so simple, but when something strikes your life, maybe this afternoon you'll get news that you just didn't want to hear. Can I encourage you? Breathe. Remember, God, you have been with me in the past. You'll be with me now. I'm going to adjust my thoughts. God, I thank you that you are a good God. I'm going to watch the words. I'm going to watch my words that come out of my mouth. God, give me the ability to be strong in that. Help me not just open my mouth and just verbalise words that I'm going to regret afterwards. Just my thoughts, verbalise, tell my soul to get into line and E, I'm going to embrace the path. Now, that could take an hour or it could take 60 seconds based on whatever you were facing. But what it does is it gets you out of the emotion and out of the spot where you think, oh, no, what am I going to do? You know what you're going to do? You're going to remember God. God is with you. Oh, this is going to look awful. Hang on a minute. I'm going to adjust my thoughts. God, oh, oh, I wasn't expecting this. This this isn't on my bucket list. But God, you will use it because you were good. Now, I have just one last point. And I want to encourage you to be kind to everyone you meet. Because you don't know what sort of a battle they are going through. They may look as though they have everything together. But if we as Christians carry kindness, carry grace, carry words that bring healing, carry just an attitude where we're not judging, but we are just extending love it makes it a whole lot easier. Because I know when I have been going through difficult places or difficult times and troubles hit my life, I'm so appreciative of the kindness that I have felt from those that I have known or from strangers and they had no idea what was happening. And in the middle of all of that, I saw God at work. You can be God at work in the life of somebody else that really needs it. Come on, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you were with us. I thank you, God, that you have given us all that we need to be able to stand firm if we will just set our heart towards you.
Lord, thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you support us and give us strength. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides us and empowers us each and every single day. Bring back to our remembrance, I pray. Lord, this acronym, Lord of being brave. Lord, that we would not be brave in our own strength, but we would be brave because of the strength that you flow into our bodies. I pray for every mother here, every woman. God, I thank you, God, that you have a plan and a purpose for them. Lord, I pray that this day, in some way, Lord, that joy would touch their life. Bring joy across their path, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's our God that gets all the praise and the praise.